good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever it may be where you're listening. And welcome back to another installment of Way Offsides. That's way spelled with four A's. And tonight it's me and Wild Bill, um, our, our lead man, Michael. He is doing some top secret work for the University of Florida, whatever that means. And I'm out of town tonight, so probably have a short episode. How, how's it been this week, Bill? Not bad. Uh, just, you know, uh, got over the stunner of last Saturday and back at work this week. So I hadn't had time to really um, do much. And, you know, I saw what I saw Saturday and, you know, the the phrase, it is what it is. So I didn't spend a lot of time stewing on it. And if I don't see improvement, I'll be upset too. Well, I, don't, I don't know if there's any, if, if we should waste much time stewing on it at all. Um, I've got one thing to say. What's that? Uh, I saw a lot of people online saying they owed uh, Jalen Milrow an apology. Uh, I say a partial apology. Uh, he's still got to work on what he's got to work on, but the real problem is the offensive line. And if that ain't fixed, ain't nothing going to work. Tom Brady wouldn't have a good night if, Tom, if that offensive line ain't fixed. <laughs> We'll get to that apology part later on. Um, right. What I want to talk about real quick is I've seen a lot of it uh, on the social media, on the TV, a lot of chatter about it on Twitter, is the blatant shot that was given to Travis Hunter Saturday Colorado, Colorado State game. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people said, hey, it's just football. It happens, but you know, I, I can't get over the fact that, that that was a blatant cheap shot from that kid. Oh yeah, it was a blatant it was a late hit. And and you know, um this this might offend some people, but the reality is players are taught if you get a shot on the on a star playmaker, you take it. And and he took one and it was a cheap shot. Um it was not uh, I hate that it really was a, a serious injury, but that, you know, other cheap shots happen when there's a pile up and you don't see them, but that stuff happens and, and they're told, Hey, you get a shot on a playmaker, take a shot. And I don't know. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's reality. And uh, Travis Hunter, uh, I hate it. He's out for about a month, lacerated liver. And I know I mean that is a significant impact. I mean, uh, we talk I see that. I see that with car injury, car yeah, accident. I don't see it with yeah, we normal talk about things. In the week, and I mean, yeah, that that's not something that you know you don't fall off your bicycle and get a lacerated liver. Uh, well, you fall off a fence post, maybe. But you, you know, I don't, Bill. I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember in my time. Being alive and being a fan of football, seeing anyone with a lacerated liver from an injury playing football, uh, possibly an NFL player years ago, but it's rare. I mean, the last time I saw a lacerated liver, I gotta tell you, I was in the emergency room, it was a bad car accident, not, yeah. not me, it was somebody else, right? Right? I mean, that's 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 a man, and and I've watched replay after replay. You would think, you know, a hit like that, you see them 
see them every week, week in and week out. He, he, whether it's a late hit or whether it's it's on the playing field, and you know the guys get up and shake it off. They're in the next play. And yeah, I'm sure you you know the kid that that gave the shot to made the hit. His uh, you remember his name? I don't, but I will say this: he did not. It wasn't a targeting. No, it, it was. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't spearing. It was shoulder in the abdomen, and he went pretty. It wasn't no slow shot, but it was. It wasn't targeting. It wasn't spearing. It wasn't head to head. It was. It was late, and you can call it a cheap shot. Um, and and I, I I really do not think that guy was trying to severely injure Travis Hunter. I think he was just trying to say, "I'm gonna be here all night." I do too. I got the kid's name, Henry Blackburn. Yeah, and I, you know, all week we've heard, you know, he, him, and his family receiving death threats. That's bad. Yeah, that. I mean, that that's that's a different level there. That's you know, that's, uh, I could see a brick through the window, but not death threat. Yeah, um, and you know, and 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 Coach Deion Sanders, he he made a statement, you know. Henry was a good. He's a good player. He played a phenomenal game. He's a young man trying to make it in life, and he does not deserve a death threat over a game. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and even, even even Travis Hunter made a statement said, "Hey, it's football." Yeah, you know he he has no ill ill will toward him, and you know now that's not to say that when they meet next season. That, Oh, I was going to say, next year, Travis might have a message. That's it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a sad thing. The kid made a mistake, and maybe at the time he didn't think he was making a mistake, you know. Uh, I, think he was, I think he was willing to get a 15-yard penalty to say, hey, buddy, I'm here all night. That's right. And, I, I, and, no intentions of hurting the kid. No, 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 no. It's just like Minka didn't had no intentions of busting Mick Chubb's knee. No, not at all. The other, on Monday night. It's, it's football. It happens. Yeah, some bad stuff happens because Bear Bryant did said this. He said football is not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. That's it. That's exactly what it is, man. Yeah. It's just like just like a flying a plane. You know, I'm I'm been interested in aviation for a while and I've, I've taken some online courses and uh, the guy that I know he's a pilot he said hey when you're landing he said he said taking off and flying is easy he said landing is a controlled crash oh man that's, that's scary that's that's exactly what football is it is a controlled yeah. collision I met a fellow not long ago who was a he he was he didn't fly jets in the Navy, flew uh, intelligence gathering uh, planes. And he flew them off of aircraft carriers. And and that was him telling me about how they practice and how they do that. It, it was nerve wracking. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, man, how do you do it? He said, oh, you, we go through training. I'm just like, you better. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. Yeah, it's it's a controlled crash, and you know, other than that, you know, there wasn't many highlight, big highlights from the week. Yeah, you know, well, there, there there was a low light. 
Oh, there was a low light, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. No. Thinking the same thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, but before we get to that, um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of Heisman talk. Yeah. No, there's if it if you ask me, there's there's not a lot of. I couldn't tell you top four or five to send to New York right now because no, there's only one or two that's really impressed me. Right, and, and I, mean, I, I can only think of really one. Well, there's there's two. Well, but right now, Bill, right now, if we had, if you had to give the trophy today. Who would you give it to? Shador Sanders. I, I'm almost with you on that, but I've got to tell you this. Michael Penix, Washington. Penix, you know, he's having a good year. Uh, they haven't played a lot of competition, but he's having a great year. And Sam Hartman's having a good year, but I can't stand Notre Dame, so that's why, I, mm. I, I, you know, I'd go with Shador. And, and part of the Shador thing is – um. I mean, he didn't play for Colorado last year, but there were one in ten, one in eleven last year, and this year they're three and up. That's right. Well, and and not only that, I, I mean, I've got to say, you know, it, Colorado, Colorado State rival game, Colorado should have beat them by three scores. Yeah, but. Watching Shadour Saturday night, watching some passes he made. Um, he may be the most accurate passer in the in college right now. I'll tell you what, he's got a quick release. He does. And 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 uh he there's there there's a a little bit of a reminder of Steve McNair. He's not half as big as McNair and he but he he has the he he can scramble and get his hips squared up like McNair could. Mc, McNair, you know, was a linebacker with a rocket on his shoulder, and but McNair could be scrambling left, set his feet, turn his hips, and let go of the ball immediately. And so does Shadour. It's really impressive. And um, I, I, I Shadour he's a, he's a, he's fun to watch. He really is, you know, and, and I, I got to say, Colorado is fun to watch all together. Uh, well, you know, they're they're making football fun again. Um, they're, you know, for the country. I, I heard a guy on the radio today, he said, I live in Boston. He said, we don't care about college football up here. And he said, I was at doing something Sunday afternoon and overheard people at the next, you know, thing saying, hey, did you stay up and watch Colorado last night? He said, and people don't talk about college football in Boston. Yeah. And and not just not just college football, West Coast college football. That's that that for Bostonians started at ten at after ten like ten thirty. Yeah. I mean so, so it, it, it was midnight when I finally turned my lights out. They tied the game and I said, I'm done. And uh I, you should have you should have stayed up and watched it. It it was I was cooked, bro. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's an age catching up, man. Well, I was also working. Yeah, I understand that. But 
Yeah, but I'd go with Shadour right now. Penix is doing good. And I think with both Shadour and Penix, and I'll say Sam Hartman as well, they're fixing to hit uh, a sk- section of schedule oh, that's yeah. going to very much humanize now. That's right. Well, I mean, and, and every every team in the country is this somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is it. They're 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 going into the butter of their schedule, and you know. And before we move on, we're talking about Colorado here. Did you see uh, the defensive line coach that Dion is hired for next season? No, who is it? I'll give you one. Just 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 take a guess. Bo Davis. No. I mean, he's already got a, a defensive line coach now. What, 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 why is he announcing next year? Uh, well, he he made this high. I'm, I'm losing you, bro. Let me. I'm. 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 I'm not ignoring you. And I am. I'm going through a million things right now because I'm. I'm looking at my notes. Um. Uh, what is it? You know, you told me this, and my dad burned. Man, I lost my whole train of thought. Whenever I'm, I'm getting ready to tell you. All right. Dang it. Why'd you do that to me, Bill? Well, I mean, you the one that brought up the question. I figured you had the answer. <laughs> you know, you know, you know how it is, man. We're... All right. So Dion's already announced a new defensive line coach. Yes. Uh, Warren Sapp. Oh. So and what's happening? Going, man, I'm I'm going I'm going through my head and I'm naming off these players and coaches. And I hear, it's Warren Sapp. He announced it today or yesterday. Good grief. So I guess the current defensive line coach is like, yeah, that's a good call, coach. Maybe. He made a statement. I didn't hear all of it. I heard bits and pieces. He said, you know, this Dion has a stable of good coaches. Yes, he does. And that's Eddie George is, is at uh, Tennessee State. He's doing similar. Yep. You know, the, it, people – and, and this is what amazes me. This is a good tr- segue. Uh, there's a lot of media slamming Dion, and they're treating him like a circus act. And, you know, yeah. oh, he's he's just a modern-day P.T. Barnum, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he is getting high-quality coaches to go with him. That's right. He's, He's not just getting players because of his name. He's getting players because what he's what he's selling. And what he's selling is, I can make you a better player. Some of you I can send to the National Football League. That's right. And about 1% are going to go to the NFL. I and, believe. And, and he's, even those that won't go to the NFL, he's got them convinced they'll make him better men and better players. I saw an interview the other day. It was an excerpt from 60 Minutes that they did not air on a Sunday night, and it was some of the Colorado players that didn't quit. And right. and the guy said, why didn't you get in the portal? He said, I saw it as a challenge. He said, I want to be a better ball player. I want to be a better man. And I thought Coach Prime could make me that. That's why I stayed, and I wanted to prove to him I could stay. Well, that's, that's like 
some of these interviews you watch with him and, and they asked, I believe it was 60 minutes. They asked him, you know, about his statement that was made to the players about the transfer portal. And yeah, he, he made a statement said that that, that was a challenge and somewhat of a challenge because he said, if, if that, if words make you quit, then we didn't want you there. Well, and he, he, he has said publicly, he said, we only told about 20 of them to leave. He yeah. said the other the other thirty just quit. Yeah, it's man. and 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 uh, and then the guy interviewing him said, "Well, what if your kids were at a program and the coach told them to hit the portal?" He said, "I guess I'd have to believe the coach doesn't think they're qualified." Yeah. Uh, see, he's doing the opposite of daddy ball, where my son deserves to play because he's my son. No, your son needs to earn that spot. That's right, and and. and you know, Coach Saban says that all the time, and you know he's got. I'm sure he's. I'm sure every coach in America has some mamas and daddies complaining constantly, and well, it's they do. got to be difficult. You know they do. You know, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's daddies that stand by the team bus and tells them if you got something to say about my kid, come at me. Yeah, I'm sure there are. And they're making, and you know what they're doing? They're not helping. They're not at all. You're right. You're right. And, hey, and I'm, I'm looking at a list, a list of assistant coaches under Dion. He has no one listed as defensive line coach. Okay. Nick, Nick Williams, defensive ends. Well, I hate that song. South Sincere, defensive tackles. Okay, so that that'd be kind of quote D line, kind of. But he, he's he's bringing Warren Sapp in. I'm well, curious. I mean, me. what what does it say that? I mean, in my opinion, he he calls Charles Kelly and Sal Sanceri in Tuscaloosa and says, "Hey, how about coming to Boulder?" And they pack up and they go. Yeah. That's, 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 hey, that's a bold and those move. are those are two very good coaches. Take them any day of the week. That's right. So I, I'm impressed with Prime, and I, you know, I, I just hate this all this media criticism. I know what they're they're criticizing him because he doesn't play their their game, and media is trained to do gotcha stuff. That's it. And they they're they're hoping that something bad's going to happen so they can call it a gotcha. And um, I, I just I'm in the opposite camp. I'm hoping, you know, if he fails, at least fail. On your terms, not not on their terms. And I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to fail. I think well, when the playoff playoffs going to expand, and Colorado's going to get there. You know, just like we do. You know, you know as well as I do. We've got a friend or two that they're just waiting on Dion to fail. Yeah, and I promise you, ten and two gets you in the playoff after this year. Yep. Probably eight of the twelve teams will be ten and two. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised when we see the 12 team if we didn't see some three loss teams make it. Probably will. Probably will. Because no, three no, loss. Nobody is, nobody is going to put an undefeated Jackson State in over a three loss Notre Dame. Oh, never. Or, or, or an undefeated uh, Troy. Right. It's just not going to happen. And, and and they can talk about oh well it's going to be 
block it's the seating and it's going to be set up to bring in a, a, a non-power five and all that stuff yeah wait just wait yeah and but but a 10 and 2 colorado they'll be there oh yeah but, because, and not only that they're going to the big 12 and the big 12 is I guess it's going to be the Big 16, but it's going to have Rice, Houston, UCF, uh, Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, West Virginia, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. And I, just in that list, I count three that might could beat Colorado this year. Maybe. Next year? Who knows? Utah definitely. I believe Utah could. They beat them. It'd be close, but they would beat them. Yeah, you and they play Utah later this year, so we'll see about that. It. Um, well, let's, we'll talk about the elephant in the room for a moment. All right. What happened in Tampa? Uh, my 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 gut and my eyes tell me. That offensive line did not care. I think I think that team went in there, and there's rumors that the offensive line was mad and they were boycotting because Jalen didn't play. I doubt it because they made some great blocking for run plays, all the and and some good pass blocking. I think, um, all right, Tyler Booker was out, and he's he's. If he's not in there, we know what's going to happen to Caden Proctor. He's going to get eaten, and that's what happened. Uh, I don't think it was much. I don't think they laid down on effort. I think they underestimated their opponent, and um, they hopefully they realize that whoever's on the schedule treats Alabama like the sixty-five Packers. Yep, and they better wake up and become the sixty-five Packers. Or not, and and uh, I think they just terribly underestimated their opponent, and thought they could roll their helmets on the field and walk out with a thirty-point victory, and um, it was hideous. Uh, and it was all offense. I think all the problems were offensive line. The defense played great. Uh, I think the play calling was not bad. I think execution was terrible. Thanks. I think it was terrible. It, it... I don't think Tyler Buckner can throw an American football. Um, I, I, I hope he's good at running the scout team because he sure don't need to be back in a live game. Um, heard, we, we, go ahead. We know Simpson's number two on the depth chart. Did you hear if if Buckner dropped to three or is he at four now? The assumption is he's at three. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I also... Early in the year, I was I was told that uh, the staff really wants to redshirt Dylan Lonergan. They don't want to burn his red shirt this year. Uh, but of course, you got to be prepared for anything. Yeah, you you have to, and I, I can understand not wanting to burn it. But man, we we've got a couple of studs coming in over the next couple of years. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, Julian saying, my my hope is, uh, uh, well, somebody's going to go into portal. One or two quarterbacks are going into portal at the end of the year. Um, you know, who knows who? But my hope is next year we get a lot of Lonergan, and then 
then the next two years after that, we'll get a lot of uh, Julian Sayan. But, you know, what, who knows? I mean, there was a time when Cooper Bateman and Blake Barnett were considered the heir apparent to the throne, and, and they, they never got there. Yeah. Well, you know, I do think Buckner is what is Buckner? What is he, a sophomore, junior, or what? I think he's a, uh, a sophomore. I think he's a sophomore. Okay. Uh, he's got a, his throwing motion is weird, man. It's like half shot put, half Uncle Rico. Yeah, yeah you know, it's. I don't, um, I don't, it just, it's, yeah. I, I heard, I heard a guy on the radio today, uh, Rob Pate from Auburn. Uh, he said, he said, Alabama, he said, nobody's ever had the, the riches of having, uh, four straight future NFL first round quarterbacks. And, you know, as their starters, he said, and then they go from, you know, Jalen Hurts. To a Mac Jones, Bryce Young, and then you go. He said, "What they've got," and this is the quote. He said, "They've essentially got Robbie Ashford as their quarterback." <laughs> and, uh, and I, and you and I have said that privately. Uh, Robbie last year could not throw an American football. I do. I'm. I've seen Jalen Milrow throw a football, so I, I know that there's capability there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, we're going to see. Uh, I think, and I, kind of rounding out, I think with Coach Saban naming Jalen as the starter settles any disputes, any turmoil, any un, any questions, and, um, it, and, and we'll see how the team gels. Oh. Uh, again, again, and I think the defense is doing great. Uh, and, and I, I don't I want to say this again. I think Tommy Reese is calling good plays. I think the problem is execution. And, and we get that execution worked out, we're going to see good stuff. That's what it looks like. But I, I still think we need a lift. I don't, I don't know if the offensive line needs some help or what. Now, we did see um, there in the second half, they – didn't make the call and put an extra blocker on the line, and it changed the game. It did, and and, and that's when the passing got better. And I, I think um, I think we'll probably go back to uh, more of an AJ McCarron style offense. Um, not ask the quarterback to do what he can't do, and and uh, I mean I'm hoping we see a lot of zone reads and options and screens and jet sweeps. I hope we see that. We haven't seen that in two and a half years. And that stuff, that stuff's powerfully effective. Well, with Milro in there, we know we know what he can and can't do. Yeah, but I would be happy if all we saw was RPOs and jet sweeps. Be happy with me. It's um, and, and throw in a quarterback draw every now and then because we know what he does when he runs it up the middle. Or, you know, turn, turn him loose around the corner because I, I pity a cornerback that has to try to bring him down solo. I'd love to see that collision or a safety. He's gonna he's gonna hurt somebody coming around that corner. Oh yeah, man, that kid. 
Man, I, I would hate to see him as a receiver. I think he would be a phenomenal uh, O.J. Howard type tight end. Mm, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's 6'2", 6'3", 220, pure muscle. Uh, I mean, he, he's just got gifts and ability. So let's just see how it goes. Maybe, just maybe, the football gods will reach down and touch us on Saturday because you know Lane Kiffin is he's gonna he's gonna have a bag full of tricks and of course well he's already started trying to do his voodoo mind tricks with you know coming out Sunday and saying uh, Kevin Steele's not calling the defense it's Traveris Robinson and uh, I mean just yeah you know I. I I re- and then he's, you know, putting stuff on Facebook, on t- whatever, the Twitter or whatever. Whatever it is now. He's he's out there putting, he's trolling. Oh. And and I saw somebody, uh, it was Michael. He said, does this guy hate his team? Because he's asking for him to get murdered. You know, that's, that's like last year. He, pre-game interview, he made the comment, get your popcorn for Den. Oh, that, that was two years ago. At Bryant Denny, and I think we beat him by three touchdowns. Yeah, was it two years ago? Yeah, and it could have been four touchdowns. I think Saban uh, eased up on I think it ended up being like 48 to 21 or something like that. Yeah, and it wasn't ever close. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was like, yeah, Michael said, does he hate his team because he's setting them up to get hurt? That's right. I hope that's the case. Um, and, and that just may, I mean, he's just giving the defense something to tee off on. That's it. Well, yeah. You know, as well as I do, he, Giffen, he he's going to, he's going to do something stupid in a big game, though. Yeah. He, uh, he, he can do a less miles here and there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure all the players on the team, they're, they're going to have some sort of, Lung disease or something from the uh, foam out of the fire extinguisher. Yeah, that's just, that's so stupid. <laughs> and if folks don't know what we're talking about, on the sidelines, Lane's Kiffin took a fire extinguisher and just hosing down everything that moved, celebrating. And it's like you're not supposed to breathe that. Well, that's uh, his kid, his son is the one that's doing it now. Yeah, you're not really supposed to be inhaling that stuff. You know, at least when Miami was running through the U back in the day, uh, the Ibis was just spraying it over their heads. But that's not made for uh, internal consumption. Well, I mean, we are talking about Oxford, Mississippi, too. Yeah, or, you know, goodness. They they think it's from, if you put a chandelier near it, they think it's wonderful. See it, hey. I got a good friend. He he graduated from from the University of Mississippi. He hates it when I call it that, but um, you know, he 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 turned out normal. But you know, have you have you you ever been on the Grove up there? I have not. I'd love to go there. I really do want to go there. See, um, it it looks like when when you're on the when when you're there for game day, it looks like a picture. of my daddy will sue you. Yeah, it looks like a, a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 
a lot of my daddy will sue you. You don't know who you're talking to. That's it. <laughs> that is right. That's it. Yeah, and I just want to say, uh, I remember when your stadium could fit. Well, it could still fit inside our stadium. Yeah, definitely can. But, you know, this. Uh, no, my buddy, he 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 he's a good old boy. He he didn't turn out like any of those guys from Oxford. <laughs> They're, they're, you know, get them away from that environment. They're pretty decent. Some of them. Just don't let them start talking about the the wonders of William Faulkner and you know, <laughs> whatever whatever else. You know, Man. we're here to talk football, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, so we got some big games coming up. I'm not going to say big games. Some some good matchups coming up. I definitely week. think there's some good ones this week for sure. Yeah. Uh, before, what you got? before we move on to to our picks this week, um, Colorado is at Oregon, right? They're going they're they're going there, and Oregon is favored by twenty one. Ooh, that's a big number. Do, do do you think Oregon can cover? I think they can. I don't think they will. Uh, but now the over under is like seventy two. Yeah, I, I I think they'll I think they'll go over. I just don't think they're going. I don't think I'll, I don't, I think it's I think Oregon's going to win something like forty five to thirty. You know, I'm 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 right there with you. I'm I'm thinking it. I think it might be a little bit. Closer. I'm thinking it's going to be. You know, right somewhere around a seven to ten point game. You may be right. Now, what happens to the narrative if, uh, well, you know, the question if Colorado goes in there and wins? Uh, uh, if Colorado goes to Oregon and they beat Oregon, I think a lot of the naysayers. Hear from them for a minute. No, they're going to shut up, and they're going, you know, they're going to wait for it. Now, next week. We're yeah, talking. They'll, they'll do the whole. Well, wait till he plays USC next week game. But uh, we're talking. Yeah. To you, yeah, and uh, and Michael uh, Wilbon and yeah, uh, the the talking heads. Not Wilbon. Uh, Jason. Uh, can't remember his last name, but. I mean, Whitlock, Jason Whitlock, and there's a bunch of others who are like, yeah, he's overrated, blah, blah, blah. And, hey, they got funny things happen on a football field. And I will say this, you know, people have talked about Bo Nix as a Heisman candidate. Uh, he could, it could, that This game might be the one that identifies him. It could be. He, you know, and, and we, we, we. Or it shuts it down. Said he, we, he turned into a different kid when he went to Oregon. Apparently, and uh, I don't. Know if it's because I don't know if it's style offense they run, or if it's just because Oregon doesn't face any defenses or what. And it might be because his daddy's not calling the coach all the time. Good oh, man. did I say that? <laughs> that was that was. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. And you know, Daddy doesn't. He he wasn't calling the coach. It's he was even. He was calling Jimmy, and Jimmy was coach. Whatever. Um, that's that. You know, that's a significant. 
I, I would just, in all seriousness, Bo not being under his dad's shadow at Auburn is probably a very good thing. I think it is. His dad was a, a, a darn good quarterback at Auburn. And um, it's. It, I think it's probably a good thing that he's not having to live up to his dad's reputation. He gets to make his own, and I think that's very good. But, you know, it's hey, it, it could be a, a close win or it, it, it can go anyway. You know, Colorado. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Colorado can get there and fall to pieces. Yeah, or or it could just be that Shador Shanders just show. It's going to hurt not having Travis Hunter, but then they didn't have Travis Hunter for most of the game the other night. No. Uh, and, and, and don't discount that Colorado State game. That's their iron ball. That's right. You're right. Uh, and they just play it early in the season. So, yeah. And, and and we just mentioned it a minute ago. Colorado's got coaches and they got players, and they're not stupid and they've been prepared for this game. So you know. And you know, and 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 Dion, he he knows how to connect with these kids and and, and keep them up. That's right. You did you did you see the. Uh, story about i can't remember the kid's name that was the, the kid that actually caught the touchdown that tied the game uh he can't remember his name but he was having a he was having a rough game and, and there was this minute and the camera showed it Dion stepped out on the field and, and walked up and put his arms around him and kind of hugged him for a minute basically what he uh, told he he said that he 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 asked him and he said that he told him said look you're having a bad game he said but your daddy and the kid's dad is incarcerated. He said, yeah, you know he's sitting there watching this game on TV. And something on the lines of he he, you know, he's he's ready to to cheer for you and tell tell all the guys sitting around him, that's my boy. That's cool. And you know, and, and I just I believe you know, a lot of people think Dion, they say what they want about him. He he's got swagger, he's got attitude. But that's a connection right there, bro. I'm sorry. I feel like he's humble because he knows where he came from. Yeah. He doesn't forget that. And, um, and, and, and I want to say again, and we said it a couple weeks or so ago, when the camera lights turn on, he's been saying this since Florida State, it's prime time. But, and, and he does that, he's doing it, not just because it's Dion's attitude and Dion's swagger. Now he's doing it for recruiting. That's right. I can tell he, he knows good and darn well when that camera's on, there are players watching. I can tell you this. If you, you throw away the championships, you throw away tradition, just, just forget about all that. If it come down to if if I was a seventeen or eighteen year old kid, and I'm visiting these schools, yeah, I'm going with Dion. Absolutely. Now let me say this: um, Nick Saban is now doing Thursday uh, midday. He's doing like a thirty minute segment with Pat McAfee. Yeah. <clears throat> you know why he's doing that? Because he's getting ready to, he, he needs something to do when he retires. Well, it ain't just that, bro. Well, I know. He what, knows, I know he, what, you know what I'm fixing to say is Nick Saban knows young players are watching the Pat McAfee show. It's recruiting. 
definitely. He's not he's not going on that show for booster money. He's going on that show. For man, man, let me tell you, I'm I'm gonna say this. Pat McAfee's cool. He, yeah, but I hate that guy on TV. Yeah, he, he, he's it's too it's too much noise. I mean, you just, I, I like what I he says, but it's just too much noise. I don't I don't know what it is. Something maybe it's because he wear he, he cuts the sleeves out of all his shirts. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he remind he you want me to tell you he reminds me of a guy that came out of the trailer park. No offense to anybody living in a trailer park. I know where I came from. I'm just I'm making I'm using it as an example. He reminds me of Bobby that come out of the trailer park in Opelika that's walking around still talking about Bo Jackson winning the Heisman. And and he was a walk on that hell of a dummy. That all yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Pat McAfee. I, I mean, don't forget he was a punter. He was a, he, I mean, he was a he, he. But he does know the game, and he's he's energetic and he's funny. Uh, but it, it, it's just too much noise. But I guarantee you, Nick Saban's going on there for the same reason Dion is going on TV recruiting. But you know, I'm I'm going to tell you something. You know, Nick Saban. This past Saturday, Nick Saban wasn't. You know, I'm surprised the SEC network didn't have Dion on there. Yeah, you know because he was he was he was on game day. I think he was on the big noon kickoff. He was. I think he was on another game day show somewhere. I mean, yeah, Nick, uh, yeah, uh, Dion was on, and they had a ton of distractions on that campus for sure. Yeah. And you know, Dion is he right now? Dion is the hottest thing in college football. And I and I I don't expect it to stay this hot, but uh, like I said, let him get a couple of recruiting classes and go ten and two. He'll be in the playoff, and people are going to be there's going to be a lot of people lining up at the buffet to eat crow. That's right, and and then you know, and I'm going to tell you. Dion's not going to stay at Colorado forever. No, no. Uh, he will be. I think he will be going where there are very deep pockets. In five years, he will be in the SEC. I wouldn't be surprised if he's at the uh, a town that rhymes with Buscaloosa. <laughs> well, you know, some of us hope that, but yeah. There's a lot of them that don't. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think it'd be pretty darn cool. Uh, it, it's you know, a circus, but, but it's it's a controlled circus. Yeah, but it, it's I'm, I'm telling you, man. I, you know, we talk about it, and and Michael mentioned something, and you know, because I don't know if everybody knows, but we do a lot of texting back and forth during games. Um, he he made the comment about when. Colorado tied that game, the stadium exploded. Yeah, it did. We, uh, you know. I know where you're going. And you don't see that in Tuscaloosa. Nope. Um, and, and I, hey, I love, I love being in BDS as much as the next guy. I love it. I love the atmosphere. 
but I would love to experience something like that at Colorado. I would love to, all right. Pre-game players coming out. I would love to be where 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 does Virginia Tech what what city is what town is Virginia Tech in? Blacksburg. Blacksburg. I would love to be in Blacksburg in that stadium pre-game when they start playing Inner Sandman. Oh heck yeah. Heck yeah. I've been in I've been in uh uh, Columbia, South Carolina, when they come in with the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it's it's pretty cool for you know a perennial seven and five team. You yeah. got seventy five thousand people going nuts. Yeah, and you know, and I've looked at my friends and go, I don't get it. They're mediocre, and everybody loves it. That's it, and and you know, and you see these smaller school, you know, you you see your K states and your Kansas. And you see, you know, Iowa's and your Colorado's and Oregon's and these smaller schools on the East Coast. The fans are on their feet for 60 minutes, man. Yeah, our our fan base is spoiled. And uh, we need, we need, we need some, and and right now we're, we're disenfranchised because of disappointments, but now you know the you know and I know it. when Alabama's kicking tail, that big Bryant Denny is rocking. That's it. And but you know what? Hey, it's there. There are people. There there are people that are Bama fans right now that are lifelong Bama fans that didn't have to go through the drought that we did. That's right. Because their lifetime. Watching football started there, in 17, 17 years ago when Nick Saban showed up. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I'm, I'm, I'm considerably younger than you are, Bill. Um, Thank you. But, but you know, I, I remember. My lumbago appreciates that comment. I, I remember the 92 national championship team. I remember watching that game. Um, I don't, I can't, I couldn't, I don't know how. Maybe I was 12, 13, 14, whatever I was. Yeah. And that drought, I will I cannot tell you the disappointment from ninety-four on. I cannot tell you when when we won that championship, the first championship with Saban, I stood in line all night to get a hat and a t shirt. Well, it was amazing. I, I I know exactly where I was, um, and just you know, it, it, my wife and I were just we were stunned because we hadn't been. It had been seventeen years since that mountain had been climbed, and um, uh, you know, I remember the '78 and '79 teams pretty well. I was a kid, but I remember going up to my granddad's to watch them because he had ABC and it was Sugar Bowl was on ABC, and uh. Where where we lived down in a at the bottom of a hill, we couldn't get ABC, and um, but but that was the end of the Bryant era because within two years he was retired, uh, two or three years. But uh, you know, people don't realize that between Gene Stallings and Nick Saban, in a course of seventeen years, 
there were three 10-win seasons. And that, in my, and I know Shula had one and DuBose had one. And did Franchoni have one? Or I can't remember. But there, I think there were three 10-win seasons in 17 years. Don't know if Franchoni had one. I think Gene may have had another 10-win season. He may have. We, you know, we 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 could be. That's what it is. But I mean, that that's. I mean, but seven and five, eight and four, that was what we expected, and it was bad. Kid, kid, uh, what, what? I mean, there were they, we didn't have quarterbacks back then that were as good as Jalen Milrow. Yeah. You know, kid, we had some hit and misses and some good guys, but they what, weren't Jalen Milrow. Yeah. What What we're trying to tell you is, you really don't know what disappointment is. No. No, these young people do not know. Uh, and, and and there's coming a day when, when we're going to uh, not see this mountaintop again for a while. Uh, you know what? I'm prepared for it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, hey, I mean, Bobby, Bobby Bowden only had 14 10 win seasons in a row. Nick Saban's got 15. So uh, those those kind of streaks just don't last long. They, they don't. And, you know, it, we're we're gonna hit rock bottom again, and we're we're gonna be disappointed, but we'll we'll climb back out. Hey, it's, it's the University of Alabama, it's not Auburn. That's right, and you know what? At least uh, uh, we hopefully won't hit hit the bottom with uh, improper book sales and uh, recruiting <laughs> in Memphis and stuff like that. I see it. I see it. All right, so, hey, want to get on to the picks? Yeah, we might as well. It's getting late. And, and I know we all got good things to do. Um, uh, several SEC picks this week. You know, we, we kind of look at bigger games each week, but we're going to try to get closer to our roots. <laughs> um, so, we're going to start. Let's see. Where's my name? There we are. Auburn. Texas A&M University. Texas A&M, they're favored by eight. Uh, I think they'll cover. You think they're covering? I think they're going to win for sure, and I think they will cover. Um, I'm, 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 if, they, if they don't, uh, I mean, I think A&M's a mess, but it, how they play Saturday tells us what kind of mess they've got. Yeah. I think Auburn – in a year or two, is going to go in there and take care of business real well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, Hugh Freeze is the right pick for him, but it, he's re, they're rebuilding. I mean, what what are Auburn's 3-0 and so far? That's right. Hey, he, I, I say he's off to a good start, but I think they, they get their first loss this weekend, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I think A&M covers, and I, I'm, I'm, they'll probably win by 10 or more. Uh, that, that's a, that's a significant home field. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So, um, Arkansas and LSU. LSU, uh, LSU seventeen and a half point favorite. Uh, they may not cover, but <laughs> it won't be pretty. Let's see. I'm 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 picking LSU to win. I don't care if they cover or not. Uh, I just don't think Arkansas's got the dogs. Uh, now I'd love it if Arkansas wins. Oh yeah, but I don't think they've got the dogs. We we all want LSU to lose every week. That's right. That's right. LSU, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Ohio State. 
That's the, Line them up, give them a nail. I'm happy. That's right. That's right. Um, Memphis at Missouri. The zoo uh, coming off. Yeah. They're coming off of the the amazing 61 yard field goal win this past weekend. They're favored by six and a half. I think they'll win. Uh, Memphis is good. Uh, speaking of a home field where they get excited and they love their team, even when they're seven and five, it's Missouri. That's right. Get, sure. get in Missouri. So I'm I'm going with Missouri myself. Uh, I think they cover. Uh, you're probably right. I think they cover. Now here here's the good. And and I was I was surprised to see the spread. Mississippi State at South Carolina. South Carolina favored by six. Uh, boy, they're begging folks to bet on that one. Uh, I would have to go with South Carolina. I just mentioned it not long ago. That fan base is nuts. For, and uh, Mississippi State sure didn't look good against LSU last week. And South Carolina's at, I think you're looking – these are two very equal teams. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, my edge would be that Shane Beamer has been there a little longer than the current head coach at Mississippi State. So I'd have to give it to at the home field. I Bill going with the home field, and you know it's it's hard for me. It's hard for me to make this pick. Um, it's and because I have a soft spot for Mississippi State. Man, I love I love Mississippi. Mike, Mike Leach. Uh, you know, I, I guess when you think about it, if I wasn't a Bama fan, I'd be a State fan. Me too. Me too. But I. Bill, I got to go with South Carolina on this one. Yeah, I think I think it's that's an environment, but it's, uh, it's tough for anybody to go play there. Now, here is this is my game of the week. All right, which one is that? Florida State at Clemson. Okay. Caesars had as as of tonight, Caesars had Florida State favored by two. So on a neutral site or at home, that's a five and a half point game. Right. I, I I think I think Florida State's gonna get it. Florida State's uh what they did to LSU opening weekend, if that's who they really are, they won't they won't look back at Clemson. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to go against the grain here. I think Dabo finds himself this week. I hope, I hope he's got enough codeine to recover from his headache because he's gonna get one. I hope he does, but I've gotta I gotta go with him. I got a gut feeling that he finds himself. All right. And I'm probably going to be wrong, but I mean, you know, but I just I feel like it's it's his time. Yeah. Um so moving on, man, I sometimes I can't read my handwriting. I need glasses. I'm <laughs> looking at it if you want it. Um UCLA at Utah, Utah favored by six. Uh take the Utes. I'm going with the Utes too, and I'm sure they cover. Another at home, uh, and and that's a, that's a darn well coached team too. That's right. It is. It is. Um, Oregon State at Washington State. Oregon State favored by three. Uh, Washington State no longer has the pirate, and we no longer have the pirate anyway. Uh, I might have to go with the Fighting Beavers. Yeah. I'm going with the Beavers too. I got to. Uh, 
Moving on. Now, I, you know, this This probably should have been the game of the week. but you know, I'm, It could I'm, be a good one. The Ohio State University at Notre Dame, OSU favored by three. Okay, can I root for an earthquake? <laughs> Bill's taking <laughs> earthquake in the points. But I'm going to go with uh, the Bucknuts on that one. Uh, I, I can't stand either one of them, uh, but uh, you know, if an earthquake could open and swallow them, I'd be happy. But let's let's go with the button nuts. Only because it's Ohio State University. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd say they're they're right up there with my hate for Tennessee and Auburn. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah. I'm going with Notre Dame. I don't look. I don't hate Auburn. I dislike Auburn. Okay, I take I take that back. I hate most. I hate. I hate. I hate their fans. I hate Tennessee, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and LSU. I don't hate Auburn. (laughs) Well, that may you you can't because of your vicinity to. I mean, you know. I know it. Well, good grief! You you walk in a in in a family, my family. In any other family in Central Alabama or any other building in Central Alabama. It's it's half and half. That's right. Bad coffee. That's right. Uh, Iowa at Penn State. Penn State favored by fifteen. All right. What are we? I'm I'm going to go with Penn State, but uh, does Iowa break twenty? I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, there is there is actually a a, a prop bet out at Caesars. No, it's in somebody's contract at, at Iowa. That the, the offense has to average twenty five points or better for the year for them to get an extension. I think it's the uh, offensive coordinator's contract. Yeah. So they're averaging twenty eight right now. I think their average might drop Saturday. <laughs> well, I'm going with Penn State also. Oh yeah. And here we go. Ole Miss at Bama. Bama favored by seven. Oh, well, the heart and the head are going to tell you the same thing on this one because I'm like Joe Namath. I'm picking Alabama every day. Um, if we're playing if we're playing the 85 Bears, I'm still picking Bama. Uh, I'm not going to bet because the 85 Bears are going to kill you. But, <laughs> but I'm picking Bama. Uh, I don't think it'll be a close one. 10-15 point game. Bill going with Bama, and you, and, and you heard my conversation earlier in the week. I talked to him. I have my old Miss insider, and he, he, um, he, he, he's got some good insight. And we had a conversation. I told you guys about it, and he said yeah. either either Ole Miss wins a real close one or Bama blows them out. And I have heard three other. Uh, TV pundits and radio pundits say the same thing. Uh, so your your friend has some good intel. Oh. Um, and, you know, Lane, I, I go with what Michael said. Lane must hate his team because he's setting them up to get murdered. And um, and 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 Alabama, uh, they ain't going two and two right now. And Nick Nick, Nick Saban. We'll we'll see Saban get mean again if if that happens. Well, I'm I'm going with Bama Bill. 
Bama, Bama not only covers. Yeah. Bama wins by double digits. I would like to see, uh, you know, I've, I've said this, I'm a realistic person because I lived through the 90s and the 2000s. You win by one and I'm happy, but I really want you to win by 100. That's it. You know, I, I had that. I had that that whole mentality, Bama by 100, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Bama wins this weekend by double digits. Yeah, I think I think it's a 10 to 15 point game. It'll, it, it, what I was hoping the Texas, well, the Texas game was close for 75% of the game. It was. So I hope it's, uh, but we, we, we had a lot of screw ups in that game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a good opportunity, and um, you know, it's all it's been talking season now, and we've heard all the players talking about we're mean and we're nasty and we want to control the line of scrimmage. Well, Saturday's your chance, buddy, because you hadn't done it yet. Tell you what, we're gonna find out Saturday um, if you're. I hadn't took time to plug us, but if you guys are listening, whoever's listening, thank you for listening. Tell everybody you know about us. Way off sides on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Every one of us is on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Way off sides, Chris. Way off sides, Bill. And way off sides, Cotton. You can email us at wayoffsides at gmail.com. Remember, that's way spelt with four A's. There's a possibility we could be throwing up a bonus episode Saturday night, so we'll keep you up to date on that. And, and we're working on a legendary possibility of a, of a guest speaker. That's what I was going to. Um, Bill, Bill's working on some things, and we hope we can make that happen. Bill, Bill's the man. Yeah. Bill's the one with all the connections. So, if that happens, uh, we are favored and blessed, and uh, we're going we're going to uh, say our prayers and make some phone calls. Bill, you want to take us home tonight? All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Read your Bibles and roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs>